This is the Tuscan Reader Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. In this episode, as always, Star Wars books. <laughs> There's been some news that's dropped in the canon world. Some new things have come out with the expanded universe. In this episode, we're also going to do a review of Star Wars Ronin. I had an advanced copy that I was able to read and review. I have Wave 2 of the Essential Legends collection that was sent out to me as well from the publisher. I've Some of them I've read, some of them I'm still working through. I've got a lot of reviews that I've got to do, guys. And in this episode, we're going to review uh, The Rule of Two, which is book two of the Darth Bane trilogy, uh, written by Drew Carpation. It's an Essential Legends collection book. It's been reprinted. It's a beautiful cover. Uh, we'll talk more about that here in just a little bit. But, uh, but in this episode, uh, we can go ahead and start talking about some of the news that dropped with The High Republic. Of course, they're going to be booking out these comics, which I've lost all interest in. I can't do the comic books, guys. I don't have time to read all those things. I have a couple of the first, I mean, like issue five and six, I think, of The High Republic, uh, that I haven't read, and I'm probably just not going to, unless I get super bored. I did get the uh, manga or manga that came out, and I can't remember the t- balance, Edge of Balance. I have been reading that. Uh, that'll be a review coming to you soon in the future, but it's neat to see Star Wars branching out and doing these unique things. Of course, they've done it before. They did a uh, Lost Stars manga. Uh, I read the first volume of that, which was cool, but uh, I never picked up the second one. I don't I never, don't think I ever saw it on the shelf. I don't know if they discontinued it or if they actually did publish it, and I just didn't get a copy. Uh, but anyway, more Star Wars The High Republic coming. The, the next wave has been announced, which that happened in September. Of course, I didn't release anything in September. Sorry about that. Uh, but life's busy. I've got I've got another channel that I've got to worry about. We've got more books coming, and I've lost track of the wave or phase that they're doing. I feel like this is wave one, phase... No, phase one, wave three. That's what this is going to be. So we're still in that first phase of the High Republic, which they said that there's going to be three total. So that's going to be, what, another two, three years, probably? They could drag it out, probably four. I don't know. The junior reader book that we could look forward to in this wave is written by Justina Ireland. It's Mission to Disaster. Justina Ireland also wrote Out of the Shadows, which was a junior reader book. I found that to be pretty decent. You can find my review if you'd like to check that out. Uh, She also did a YA novel, Out of the Shadows. I have not reviewed that here on the Tuscan Reader. I might not, because it sucked a lot. Moving on to the YA novel that's coming in Wave 3, we have Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older. Now, I was not a big fan of Daniel Jose Older. Then I read his YA, not a YA, junior reader book, which crashed, Race to Crash Point Tower. I thought that one was pretty decent as well. Now, so far, the YA novels for me have been a huge miss. Haven't been able to get into those at all. To me, they're awful. I I want to like them. So maybe Daniel Jose Older can, you know, knock this one out of the park for me and just let me say, yes, they finally did it. They wrote a good YA novel in the High Republic. But as for now, for me, nope, they have failed miserably at that. But, of course, that's my opinion. And the adult novel, here we have uh, The Fallen Star, written by Claudia Gray. So, 
That's going to be the third adult novel in the High Republic series. Claudia Gray actually really disappointed me in the last book that she did, which was a YA novel, Into the Dark. Wow, huge disappointment. Uh, but maybe, maybe she'll redeem herself with this one, because in the past, all the other Claudia Gray books I've enjoyed. You know, We had Lost, Lost Stars, one of the best Star Wars books still to date in the canon. canon. So, uh, Claudia Gray writing The Fallen Star. Now, some other news. Of course, we've got the comic books. I think I've already mentioned that. Uh, we've got, ooh, there it is, The Edge of Balance, Issue 2, or Volume 2, whatever you want to say. This story is by uh, Shima Shinya and Daniel Jose Older. Uh, the first one in uh, Book 1 of Edge of Balance was written by uh, that Shima Shinya. I'm horrible with the names. And it was also written with Justina Ireland. So, that's cool, but the other, you know, the other comic books I could care less about. There's been some more concept art released. You can check that stuff out over on uh, the StarWars.com website. Now, something else that's happened with Star Wars books, I can't seem to find it anywhere. I tried to do some research real quick before I shot this, and I can't find it, but Queen's Hope, you know, the third Queen's book, that, or Padme book, uh, Queen Amidala book, was pushed back to April next year. I can't find it anywhere now for some reason. Uh, like I said, just a quick research before I started recording. I thought I'd be able to find that where I saw that report that was pushed back, but I, I just can't seem to find it. But it, the original date, even according to the Disney Lucasfilm Press website, shows Queen's Hope is being released November 2nd, 2021. So maybe they changed their mind and it isn't pushed back, or they just haven't updated the website. But... Uh, yeah, Queen's Hope, written by E.K. Johnston. I'm definitely not looking forward to that, because I could not stand the first two Padme books. And I really wanted to like it, because, you know, Padme, she deserves a good story. Some other publishing news. We've got uh, Star Wars Brotherhood, coming May 10th, 2022, written by Mike Chin. Yeah, man, May 10th, 2022. Seems so far away. And this is going to be a story about Anakin and Obi-Wan. That's pretty cool. The tweet from Star Wars Books or at Delray Star Wars says, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker must stem the tide of the raging Clone Wars and forge a new bond as Jedi Knights. So that's pretty cool. Written by Mike Shen. They don't have a cover yet. Just a big black blank cover that says Brotherhood. Star Wars Brotherhood. Cover, not final. Mike Chen. The other book that was announced that's going to release in 2022 on June 28th, uh, written by Adam Christopher, we have Shadow of the Sith. Now, the Twitter account for Delray Star Wars says, Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian return in this essential novel set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Interesting. That sounds interesting. Um, don't see those two really pairing up together in a book. That's going to be strange, uh, maybe. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Shadow of the Sith with Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian. I mean, it's about time we get another Lando book, right? We only have one in the Star Wars canon timeline. So, yeah, let's give Lando another book. And, of course, Luke Skywalker. I would love to read some more Luke. How are they going to, you know, tie things together with him? It'd be cool to get a whole new book trilogy with Luke. I mean, if the authors can pull it off and do it right and give it justice and not some social form of justice, but actual tell a good story, 
That would be great. I would love that. But, uh, yeah. Let's move away from that stuff now and talk about the next wave of the uh, Essential Legends collection. I've got them here. And Del Rey, thank you for sending these things out to me. They're beautiful covers, in my opinion. Of course, the ones that uh, get a lot of... Uh, I won't say rage, but upsets people are the Drew Carpation books, the Darth Bane trilogy. They're like, oh, that art looks stupid. But to me, it's awesome. I love it. I love that uh, simple color choice. You know, just like on the rule of two, we've got black and yellow. Book one has black and red. It's nice. It's cool. It looks like drippy paint, you know? Or uh, not just paint, but like charcoal. It's neat. A nice art style. It's different. It's not the same thing that we see all the, all the time, you know? And like the worst cover in my opinion, was the original cover to The Rule of Two. That cover was awful. This new one, cool update. I like it. The art done on this book is by Edwin Vasquez. So, cool. Good job. We're going to review this one here in just a minute. Another book that I've been reading uh, recently, I, I haven't finished yet. I'm, as of this podcast, I am 50... 4% into it, I believe. I'm not going to check my Goodreads, but I know I typed in either 54 or 56. So I'm over the halfway mark for Rogue Squadron. It's book one of the, it says, Rogue Squadron series. I know a lot of people got upset that it didn't say the X-Wing series. That is kind of a weird thing. It, it would probably be better if they just put X-Wing series. Rogue Squadron is book one of the X-Wing series. A lot smoother than Rogue Squadron, book one of the Rogue Squadron series. It's kind of goofy. But it's written by Michael A. Stackpole. And I like this art too. It's very, very art deco I guess you would call it. Uh, that's what it makes me think of. Uh, the art on this one also Edwin Vasquez. In a previous episode I had a great lengthy discussion over Star Wars Shatterpoint. That was a lot of fun and I plan on doing that again here with Rogue Squadron. I know we announced that um, a couple months ago during the Shatterpoint episode. A lot of fun with that. I can't wait to do it again and talk about Rogue Squadron. The next book that was released, we had book one in Wave 1, and that was Heir to the, uh, Heir to the Empire. I'm pointing at the wrong side of the bookshelf, if you saw that on the video. Yeah, it's, you know, the mirror effect, right? Dark Force Rising, book two of the Thrawn trilogy, is written by Timothy Zahn. This cover, to me, is pretty lazy. It's got Han and Leia on it. There's a big giant stormtrooper in the background and what looks like flames kind of highlighting Han and Leia. It's it's not the best cover. It's my least favorite in this wave. But, you know, I can't complain. This book design by... You know what? I've been reading things wrong this entire time. The book design is by Edwin Vasquez. He didn't do the artwork on all these covers. So I've been making a mistake here. So let's go ahead and fix that problem. So, you know, the artist is written on the back cover, not on the inside, which, I, you know, you'd figure it would be. But let's, fi let's fix this. Rule of Two cover is by Simon Goynard. I know I've been over this before in the past. We've got the cover art on Rogue Squadron is Doily. And the Dark Force Rising book cover and the Last Command book cover is going to be Tracy Ching. So, yeah, here we got in another final book that was released in this Essential Legends collection is The Last Command, written by Timothy Zahn, book three in the Thrawn trilogy. This cover, pretty cool. It's got a big 
face of Luke Skywalker, and in the front there you got Mara Jade, which it's cool. I mean, Luke Skywalker's face is red, it's kind of menacing. You got Mara Jade. A lot of people complain about this as well. I mean, that's the thing is people complain so much. They complain way too much about these things. It's just, it's just art, guys. It's just art. Doesn't have to make or break how you picture these characters in your head. Uh, someone even pointed out to me. I think it was um, Adam from over there at Red Five Reviews said, if you look at Mara Jade on this cover, which is a silly thing here, is that she's looks like she's holding Luke Skywalker's original lightsaber, so Anakin's blade lightsaber, but the blade is green. So that's silly. Silly stuff. Funny stuff. Before we jump into the review, I just want to mention that uh, I am currently reading Star Wars Thrawn Ascendancy Book 3, Lesser Evil, on my Kindle. Thanks, Delray. They sent me a uh, digital advanced copy under strict embargo. Can't talk about that one yet, um, other than that it's very long, okay? It's going to be a huge, massive book. I think it's going to be the biggest book that we have in the canon timeline. That's crazy. And something that was released not too long ago, we have Star Wars Life Treasury. Okay, I read the first story in this one. It's written by George Mann and Kevin Scott. Um, it's fun, you know. I, I plan on doing more with that in the holiday season of Christmas and Thanksgiving. I think that would be fun to talk more about that one. But let's go ahead and dive into our first review, Star Wars Ronin. So Star Wars Ronin is a visions novel. That's what it says on the cover of the book. It's written by Emma Miko Candon. This is her debut novel. How somebody scores the ability to write a Star Wars novel as their first novel is incredible. So that's awesome. Congratulations, Emma, for getting that awesome deal. Now, this book is different than any other Star Wars book that we've experienced uh, especially in the Star Wars canon timeline, because you know what? It doesn't exist in the Star Wars canon timeline. It's its own thing. When you open up this book, the timeline is not present, okay? In every other Star Wars book, you open up the first few pages, and there you see the Star Wars timeline, the order in which all the books occur. This does not have it. It's because, it's like I said, it's its own thing. It's not a reboot of Star Wars. I know a lot of people said a long time ago that Disney is like, oh, Del Rey's going to reboot the canon again because they don't know what they're doing. No, this is just a little spin-off thing that they're just kind of having fun with. Maybe, maybe they will do a reboot, and this is just kind of testing the waters, but I highly doubt that. So let's get into this review. It might contain small spoilers, but nothing that's going to ruin the story for you. Uh, so let's get into... The summary, okay? There's this old man who is haunted by this voice in his head. It's always telling him, guiding him places, okay? He's lived a long, hard life. He's ready to just kind of calm down a little bit. But events unfold in his life that just will not let him rest. He witnesses a slain warrior rise from the dead. So we've got kind of like zombies in this book uh, that are controlled by a witch. Pretty cool. Uh, so is brought to light that a Sith witch has been resurrecting the dead to do her bidding. That's neat. That's different in Star Wars. Of course, there has been some uh, witchy-type things in Star Wars, especially with the Clone Wars, but this is this is different, okay? Uh, the Ronin and a band of unusual folks make it their mission to find this witch who's creating her demonic army out of these dead soldiers, and they want to kill her. They want to put an end to her, so... You know, that's their quest. This band of warriors will face many trials 
and some will be victorious, while some will, um, you know, be disappointed, lose a lot of things that they held dearly. So the quest will bring to light answers as to what happened to the beautiful planet called Riizu. It uh, just vanished after a big war happened between the Jedi and the Sith. It just disappears. No one knows what happened to it, except there is one person who has an idea of uh, how to get to this planet and how they may be able to uh, not reverse time, but just bring it back to light, if that it's it's a weird story this this book is weird but in a cool way in this book obviously we have jedi and sith there's a battle that breaks out there's cool characters and let's get into what i thought about this book overall um i thought it was cool okay I'm, i said that several times but there are some things that i really thought were not good about the book okay so i have that like story great some of the characters worked but the main problem that I had was with the dialogue. I mean, the writing style was really cool in this book. Um, it's full of adventure. We've got, you know, the characters having their arcs being complete. Some people fall, some people rise. It's it's cool. It's got some nice little surprises that happen within the, uh, the story. But the novel takes, you know, strange paths, okay? And it takes chances on characters. And this... This world that we live in today where they want to uh, not do a, I don't know how the proper wording is these days, but not a social justice warrior thing, but push a diversity, which, you know, is good that there's diversity, but when they push it as hard as they are, it kind of becomes an obvious thing, and when they do it the way that it's done in this book, it becomes very, very confusing, okay? So if you're not really privy to the whole pronoun thing where people want to be referred to as a uh, you know in the in the plural it gets very confusing when there's a conversation going on between a group of people okay so when it's when they are saying something or they thought this well who is thinking that the one character or the group of characters are they afraid or is that one person afraid do you see what i mean it gets complicated it's confusing for people who don't understand that uh, but other than that, I mean, the book, like I said, was cool. I really liked the plot. The plot line was awesome. The characters were great. Even the character that was the um, the plural, the they person, that person was awesome, okay? The individual was awesome. I get confused with the, the drop of, uh, they did this, they did that, and it's like, they feel this. It's like, who's feeling it? Who's feeling afraid? They, the group, or this person? Uh, some of the characters go by multiple names, and it's really cool to get the uh, the bond that the characters have with each other. Some characters know each other as different names, so you got that going on. And when they get together in a group, you know they're all hearing each other say these other names to you know the people that they know as somebody else. It's, it's it's neat. I think a lot of people are going to like this book, and I think there's going to be a lot of people that hate on this book. But me, you know, like I said, I told you what my problem was, and people are going to hate me because of my opinion. But you know. There's plenty of other Star Wars channels out there that'll tell you that this is the most glorious thing that's ever existed. Okay? It's neat. I like that they took a chance on stepping outside of canon. It ties into this Disney Plus show, Visions. I haven't seen it. Probably not going to because I'm more focused on reading the books now, not watching anything else. Uh, but, you know, Emma's, this is her first novel. Her writing style was really good. 
I really enjoyed it. It reads more like a fantasy rather than a science fiction. So that's a plus for me, in my opinion. Um, like I said, the plot was great. The twists, the turns, very neat. Um, the, mis- the mystery that goes on between these characters is very neat. Um, I will talk about the Ronin, the main character. That's the only character I'm going to talk about with this, with this book. And then we'll close it out. Uh, the Ronin, he is a seasoned warrior. Okay? He's been in battle. He serves both the light and the dark, or has served the light and served the dark. In his youth, he served as a Jedi, yet he eventually abandoned the Jedi and the Empire. Because, okay, that's something that I didn't really touch on. The Empire in this book is nothing like you are used to with the Empire of Star Wars, okay? It's it's something completely different. You have to, when you read this book, you have to disconnect from everything that you know about Star Wars to learn, to dive into some different type of lore, which makes it, like I said, very interesting. So the Ronin, he and this woman that he loved sought out this mirror that is supposed to show people in uh, in this place called the Shinsu Temple. Okay, it shows them visions of their own desires and how to achieve them. This could cause disaster. So the Sith, they wanted this mirror, of course, to fulfill their destiny and what they thought would be like, oh, we can rule the galaxy. Uh, Things don't go in the Sith's favor. Of course, things don't go the way the Jedi would like them either. So there's this great war that happens. This planet, Riazu, it just vanishes. Some sort of crazy force magic. You'll have to read the book to find out more about it. So I liked the book. I liked the characters. I liked the plot. Just very confused with the diversity thing. Of course, I'm not going to be alone in that. There are going to be other people out there that don't understand it. Uh, just because it's confusing, okay? The way that they talk, like I said, it's just, here's the group, they are saying something, and you're like, wait, who, who's saying something? I don't, I'm getting lost here. Might just be my generation, I don't know, but, you know, other people are going to feel the same way I do, I know that for sure. So, I'm going to give this book a B-, minus, just because I got confused. You know, you're reading along, everything's fine and dandy. And then you get to that little confusing part several times throughout the book. You like have to go back and reread. Okay, who's talking? Who's feeling this way? Oh, it's that one person. Or, oh, no, it isn't that one person. This time, it's the group of people. So, B-. minus, um, Cool book. So, let's go ahead and roll into the Star Wars Expanded Universe book review. Rule of Two. Star Wars Rule of Two was written by New York Times best-selling author Drew Carpation. Now, this is the second book in the Darth Bane trilogy, it takes place during the Old Republic era in the expanded universe canon. Now, this story goes back over 990 years before the events of A New Hope. So that's a long time ago. So, for a summary, Darth Bane has completed his task in dismantling and destroying the Brotherhood of Darkness. Now, the Sith army is done for, and the quest to destroy the Jedi and take control of the galaxy has begun. So Darth Bane has found his apprentice after successfully rebooting the Sith. The Sith Order has been reset to its origins. Now that Bane has an apprentice, the Rule of Two has been reinstated. One has the power, and one craves it. So Darth Bane is on a quest to discover a Sith holocron. He's looking for all the knowledge he can to gain wisdom and to rise up to be the most powerful Sith that he can possibly be but he requires that knowledge. 
So in this quest, Bane becomes the host of a strange parasite called Orbalisk, and it feeds on the dark side, and it produces an enzyme that produces strength that increases the flow of the dark side. It's kind of gross. So these hard-shelled parasites, they can't be removed. You can't cut them off. They're stuck there. However, the exoskeleton is pretty tough, so it serves as a body armor. So very gross, but also very useful. So Darth Bane's apprentice, Xana, was left on the planet Rusan after the uh, destruction of the Sith. Bane, he begins his research, and he tells her before he leaves, he's like, hey, you need to meet me over on this other world. And she's like, okay. So she's got to figure out how to meet him. So it kind of serves as her first quest as a Sith, as, as a, an apprentice. So time moves on. Xana, she's doing her own adventures. She believes now, hey, I should be a master. I need to find an apprentice. Well, she keeps doing her thing. She keeps going on adventures. She infiltrates this rebellious cell against the Republic. And in this group, she discovers a force sensitive who she finds useful and could possibly potentially be her apprentice. Um, this rebel cell attacks a government official who is guarded by the Jedi that we met in the, the first book, Johan. Okay, Johan eventually discovers that the Sith are actually still in the galaxy because they were thought to have all been dead. <laughs> well, Xana, thanks, you just kind of ruined that. Um, but he will gather other Jedi to meet Bane and Xana in a clash of lightsabers that is a pretty cool little battle. So let's go ahead and talk about what I thought this book. I liked it. It was such a great sequel to the first book. I was just as thrilled with this book as I was with Path of Destruction. In this book, we we're introduced to a new cast of characters that are just as great as the cast of characters from the first book, which we also get a couple characters from the previous book returning in this one. Uh, Bane, he's got some nasty stuff going on with those parasites. That It grossed me out, to be honest with you. I, I'm, bugs aren't my thing. And for him to have all these things on him, it just reminds me of leeches and ticks. They just, I don't know, ugh. That grossed me out. I could have done without those. It's disturbing. It's disgusting. Drew Carpation is such a good writer. He really understands how to write an excellent character. Not just a character, but excellent characters. He does great with dialogue as well, setting up lore, everything. He's so good. I wish he would make a return and do more Star Wars stuff. They need an author like him. We get to revisit some places that we had been to before in Star Wars. It reminded me of how, you know, George Lucas would say things like, Oh, Star Wars is poetry, it rhymes. The book just, it really delivers, you know? When you sit down and you read a book, you want it to pay off in the end. This one does, just like the first one. It's so good. I, the third book, I can't wait to talk about it. The, the, the quotes that Bane has in this book about um, equality, they're so spot on. His views on certain things are politically incorrect, but they're so accurate, especially like when you compare them to today's society. He's just, he's so right about everything that he says. Too bad he's on the dark side. <laughs> but it, what he says is, a, is actually pretty accurate across the board for everybody. Because I'm going to recommend that you have to pick this book up. You have to pick up the first book, and you have to pick up the second one. And then you're going to have to pick up the third, because they are great. We'll talk about the third book when it's released, probably in the next wave of the Essential Legends Collection, uh, Wave 3. Can't wait for that to happen. So I'm going to go ahead, and of course you're probably going to know what the rating is, A+. It's a brilliant tale of how one character changed the destiny of the Sith, and 
shapes his own apprentice and basically reshapes the galaxy for generations to come. So guys, you need to pick up this book. I said that already, but I'm going to say it again. So I'll say it a third time. Pick it up. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode, folks. Uh, stay tuned. Subscribe if you haven't already. Listen to the podcast. Check me out at the, the YouTube channel if you're listening. Uh, I'm going to be doing a full discussion on Rogue Squadron, book one of the X-Wing series, uh, relabeled Rogue Squadron series for some reason. Um, going to review it. Going to discuss it. Going to talk about the Thrawn stuff in the future. We've got Thrawn lesser evil that i'm working on reading right now and we'll get some more star wars reviews and news when it drops probably a lot later than when it does drop but hey sometimes people miss things and this might be the first time you've heard it so i've done my job guys hope you all have a uh, a wonderful october may the force be with you always goodbye <laughs>